Good evening. Today is Monday, July 31st, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter step is how it works, step three, and our speaker tonight is Sue G. Thank you, Sue. Thank you, Liz, and thank you all for inviting me. Um, you know, this is how it works. It is how it works. Um, but this is how it works because I've I've met other people in this room and and we ask each other to speak at our meetings. We share our experience, strength, and hope. My name is Sue. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, I'm a member of the 715 um, New York morning meeting on the East Coast. So that's 7 Eastern. And I feel at home in any meeting. So that's that's really a blessing. Um, a quick, quick story about my journey so far is that I will be celebrating three years of continuous abstinence in um, August on the 28th. It's coming around. And I always say that that's because when I came here, um, I was reintroduced to my higher power. I had a higher power. Um, same higher power I have now, but, you know, just sort of turned away. I've, I've learned, you know, God doesn't walk away from me. I may just um, not have that conscious contact that I really want to have. Anyway. Um, I I need to say, I need you guys to know that I've been um, sober and Alcoholics Anonymous for 36 years. So I had some really strong roots, but clearly there was like just a little bit of loss and um, of, because this, this book that we're talking about tonight, this book is all about finding the God of my understanding. I love the idea that I can have, you know, the concept of a, a God or a higher power or um, something that's not me. But it doesn't have to be the same as yours. It doesn't have to be the right thing. I mean, so much of my overeating was not doing the right thing. Um, and I would, so, so of course, if I come from this world of addiction, I had an addiction that I put down, I picked up, I filled that hole with my higher power. And then in time, you know, maybe for a while I picked up some some shopping sort of thing, you know, something else to fill that hole. And it doesn't work. Um, then I recognized, I wish it was just three years ago, but I recognized that I was using food to also fill that hole. And oh, what, why it happened that particular day, I don't know, but I reached for something and God told me 
um, or a voice in my head and I don't hear voices said, I don't, you know, you don't have to do that anymore. And that was just a little nudge for me to really look at my 12 steps and, and this book that has um, saved my life over and over again. So thank you for introducing me, reintroducing me to my higher power, because my life has been just incredible. You know, I've had loss, I've had good days, I've had bad days, I've had um, life. Um, I've had life. But I've had it walking arm in arm with you and arm in arm with my higher power. And the, the greatest thing when I came to OA was the fact that we read this book. We read the big book. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. So I'm so thrilled. Um, and I guess if you asked me to talk about anything, I would say, oh, that's my favorite part. Um, but how it works is really my favorite part. Um, I used to go to a meeting where we would read how it works just through the steps. Well, not quite through just the steps, but, you know, A, B, and C. Um, and does this mean you guys have all done your homework? Do you know? <laughs> there are new people on. And, you know, so there's this book called Alcoholics Anonymous. And it tells the story of how people have gotten sober or abstinent um, following these 12 steps that were just read, read to us. Um, tonight, I am um, charged to speak mostly on the third step. When I, when I um, think about talking about a step, I always need to look at the steps before it because they come in order for a reason. And I, I don't wanna say anything wrong here. Um, so the first step we said is we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. So I have to really believe that. Um, that's, that's like the knot at the end of my gym rope. If anybody is of my age and used to have to climb that gym rope. Um, but that knot just keeps me there. As long as I can continue to admit that I'm powerless over food and that my life is unmanageable, I have a chance. Then uh, we agnostics, we just read that portion of the chapter that comes before how it works. And that it's all about step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. And it, it's, I came, I came to meetings. I came to, I woke up and I came to believe. So I came to believe that there was something that wasn't me, um, that I could rely on. Um, my very first sponsor told me I'd never be alone again. And it's true. Not only do I have all of you, but I have have this inner peace 
a good amount of the time. I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but you know, um, that is this higher power that's with me. And then once I have those things, I have that safety net of a higher power. I can make that decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of my God, of my understanding. And it's funny because I haven't, I haven't spoken this way in a long time. And to hear myself, I'm reminded about that rope and the, and the knot. I'm reminded about the um, safety net of my higher power. And I'm reminded that this is a decision. I was taught to look at it two ways. It's a decision to go ahead with the steps of Overeaters Anonymous. And it's a decision to turn my will and my life over moment by moment. I take it back, I give it to him, I take it back, I give it to her, you know. Um, I. So, page 58. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program. Usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those two who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. Our stories disclose in a general way what we used to be like, what happened, and what we are like now. If you have decided you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it, then you're ready to take certain steps. At some of these, we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way, but we could not. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you to be fearless and thorough from the very start. Some of us have tried to hold on to our old ideas and the result was nil until we let go absolutely. Remember, we deal with alcohol, cunning, baffling, powerful. Remember, we deal with food, cunning, baffling, powerful. Without help, it is too much for us, but there is one who has all power, that one is God. May you find him now. Half measures availed us nothing, thank you. We stood at the turning point. We asked his protection and care with complete abandon. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. And that's where we get the steps in the big book. The big book is a, um, it's a, a textbook for me that will, will walk me through how, how to find a higher power, how to, um, How to how to do what all these other people are doing that I could never do on my own. <laughs> you know, the idea of having a bad day and not calling. Am I allowed to say a food name? Give me a yes or a no. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I would I would have a bad day and it would 
it would be a two Boston cream donut day. Um, I, it, I, I couldn't find answers without stuffing myself. Um, don't know where I got to that from, but with this textbook, that's where I got it. With this textbook of the big book, I, it, it lays out for me. If I'm honest and open and willing, it lays out for me how to um, be abstinent, how to live this life of joy that's like incredible. Um, so after that part of what I read, um, and the and the twelve steps, we it's I can't. He I say he I can't. He can, and I'll let him. Those three ideas I try to keep with me all the time. Um, but that's where it says, and now we're ready for step three. I'm going to do a spoiler alert. At the end of the talk about step three in the big book. It gives us a prayer. Whew. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Believe, believe me, relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. You know, to believe that I really had that safety net. When I first heard all of this God talk and abandoning myself to God, I I didn't get it. I I had been brought up well until I was confirmed, and then there was no ride to church anymore. But uh, there, I I had a concept of God before I got here that is not the concept that I have today. And I, um, I hope that if you're struggling with the concept of your God, um, maybe you can think of it as your, the God of your misunderstanding as you figure out the God of your understanding. Um, and sometimes I would have to read, I love that you, that you um, are so inclusive with the reading here because that really proves how we all have our own concept of this higher power. Um, bef before I worked the steps again um, in OA with my sponsor, I needed to control everything. I still would like to control most things. But I've 
developed this pause button. I don't know where it comes from because, well, you know, maybe it's taken me three years and maybe it was planted in there at some point earlier, but I, the chapter talks a lot about, you know, being in charge of everything, um, but getting nowhere. And that when I let go, you know, you surrender to win. It's crazy. Surrender to win. That's, um, that's my letting go in the first step. But each day, I have to surrender to win, too. Um, so make a decision to turn my life and my will over to the care of my higher power. I have um, ways that I I try to do readings each morning. I have um, two OA books, and then I have um, a, a wonderful book that's not OA or AA literature, but it it talks about the 12 steps. And when I read those, and then of course, so many of us now have a little something on our phone that we can press and it'll give you a meme of, you know, calm or, you know, how, how to look at your day. Um, those reminders. I feel like I've gotten absolutely off track. Um, So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot. Um, what a blessing to have an opportunity to not run riot. Opportunity is the key word there. Don't think that I'm ever going to say that I don't run riots. Um, I pretty much always run riot. <laughs> um, but I've but I've learned that pause. again, made that decision and I can't make that decision unless I am powerless and I have power, which is my higher power. And then I can make that decision. I can't stress that enough. I obviously, I need to hear that right now. Um, right now, my name says Sue G. Vermont. And in uh, about eight weeks, it's going to say Adirondack Sioux. I already changed it at the morning meeting so we could get used to it um, because we're moving out to the Adirondacks. We're both retired, my husband and I, and this is our home away from home there. And, um, and we're 
we're really looking forward to it. He is also um, sober in AA. So um, that can be a blessing or a curse. Um, but we speak the same language. And it's been a pleasure working through um, selling a house, buying a house. Um, so it's not, it's not just to keep me abstinent in that I don't pick up the next bite. Um, these are tools that, that drive my day. They, they drive my life. Um, and the, and the tools in addition to the steps are coming to meetings, saying yes, when people, you know, ask me to do service, doing service. In these three years, I have done a lot of service and it, boy, it has so right-sized me. Um, I'm not very good at the telephone calls, but I have a group of people that we sort of keep in touch text-wise. Um, I do read literature. When push comes to shove, I will write that letter to God and he will write right back. And sometimes he even says, where have you been? Um, what else is there? Meetings, sponsorship, yikes. I love having a sponsor. I love being a sponsor. Um, I don't know if I just heard it here or something, or maybe it was in a reading today, but boy, being a sponsor is about listening. You know, it's not about fixing, which takes you back to the third step. You know, I'm not here to fix anybody. I'm, I'm here to be the best copy of the big book um, the next person might see. You know, they may never get to a meeting, but if I can represent what I've learned here, um, that's really cool. You know, I'm just fishing here. I think that I should just wrap it up and hear what you all have to say. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity here myself um, because this is uh, this is my textbook. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much, Sue. That was really wonderful. Um, wow. So now we will open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or press star nine if you're on the phone, and we will call the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. Would the timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for everybody's share and announce when the time is up? If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Hi. So, hi, Meredith. Please share. 
Hey everybody, Meredith B in Nashville, Tennessee, recovered for today um, from compulsive overeating. Thank you, Sue, for sharing with us. I grew up in the Adirondacks, so yay. Um, we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, I really appreciated what you said about that I um, may be the only I mean, I'm totally paraphrasing here, but to the effect of that, I may be the only representative of this way of life that someone will ever know. Um, and it takes me, I don't know, it's just, you know, about practicing these principles and all our affairs. And um, man, I've had a couple of challenging days in that area. Um, but it's so wonderful to really be able to rise above, just to rise above it all and, um, not like get stuck in the mire and the muck of myself and my insane thoughts, um, and criticisms and judgments about people. Um, and I think I think it changes thing. It changes the atmosphere um, when people. I don't know. I I, I adapt. Like I'll um, know my audience. You know, know who I'm who I'm uh, talking to. I guess. Um, and like, if somebody's wanting to gossip, um, I don't. I you know, I don't have to to join in and I can be subtle about not do, you know, not doing that. Um, and that just changes things. It's, it's a better way to, to live and be. So anyway, thank you, Sue. Thanks for being here. I'll pass. Thank you, Meredith. Hi, Betty S. You can share, please. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. Can you hear me? Sure can. Hi, everybody. I'm Betty S., a compulsive overeater, recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So grateful to be here. Thank you, Sue. Thank you for the language of the heart. Thank you for sharing from your heart. Um, you know, when I came back to this program over a year and a half ago, you know, I, I really had a wake-up call with this third step because, you know, it, it – it says in the book, selfishness, self-centeredness, we think that is the root of our troubles and only God can take that from us. Oh my God, I didn't think I was self-centered or selfish at all. I mean, I was really nice to everybody. Why was I, how was I selfish or self-centered? Well, I come to find out I was also very manipulative in a nice way, of course. And so that, you know, facing that was a big, huge, it still is a big, huge aware awakening for me. And I'm realizing through the third step, which is I take the third step every day, every single day, I have to re be reminded that I am not in charge. And speaking with my dear, one of my dear fellows today, just reinforces I'm not in charge of my life. I'm not in charge of my husband's, my children, my grandchildren. Oh, I wish I could be. I would love to be because I know the I know the answers. <laughs> I don't. Only God knows the answers. 
And only God can take the selfishness from me and my self-centeredness. I can't just say, poof, I'm not going to do that today. Just like I can't say, poof, I'm not going to overeat today. I I can't do any of that. I'm powerless. And until I found this power, oh my God, what a miracle. Until I found this power, I was really lost. And I feel like that, that song, I was lost and now I'm found. Because each day I feel that power. I look at my day at night and I think, oh my God, I did, I'm abstinent. I, I, I connected with other people. I prayed, I meditated. I do all the things I'm supposed to do for my recovery. Not a perfect day by any means. But what a miracle, what a difference in my life, in my day. I don't go to bed fearing the night, fearing being up all night binging my brains out all night long to wake up in the morning and and wonder what happened. I don't have to do that today. And I only take it one day at a time. But this third step is very powerful. It also it also told told me, hey, this is serious business. You ready? Get your running shoes on. Get your running shoes on to do some work because it's work. Like they say, simple but not easy. It's work. That's why they call it work. You know, I used to tell my kids this when they were complaining of how hard they work. Well, yeah, that's why they call it work, because that's what you got to do. And that's what I have to do. But I just do it today. I just do it for 24 hours. Yeah. And that's it's manageable by the grace of God. And so thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm so grateful to be part of this loving fellowship. And Sue and everybody who made this meeting possible, I thank you. Thank you, Betty. Hi, Yvonne. Please share. Hi, everybody. I'm Yvonne A., a recovered compulsive overeater in BC, Canada. And Sue, thank you so much for your share tonight. Um, Step three holds a really special place in my heart. Um, And I echo a lot of what um, Betty just said. Um, But for me, it actually went deeper than even just a decision to turn my will and my life over to God. when I'm going to do something like that, like this didn't seem like just a decision to me. It seemed like I was going to make a commitment and I was either going to be all in or I wasn't going to bother. And so I took some serious soul searching to really say, am I prepared to do this? Am I ready to take on this new design for living? Um, and, and of course, I was only at step three, so I really had no idea. I hadn't been through the steps before. I'm pretty new to OA. I had no idea what was ahead. That's why we don't tell you what's ahead, because you might not do it. <laughs> um, but it it was such an amazing thing when I actually made the decision. So one of the things my sponsor wanted me to do was get down on my knees and say the third step prayer with her. And I was like, oh, no. I don't get on my knees for anything. And she said, oh, yeah, you will. Um, And it took me a couple of days, uh, but I did come around to that. And it was such a beautiful, moving experience to just let go, let go of the reins, let go of the steering wheel, whatever analogy you wanted to use. I had no idea how tightly I was gripping that steering wheel, how much control I was trying to wrestle from the rest of the world, fix everybody except me. I didn't, I didn't want to look at me. I knew there were issues, but I didn't, it was easier to look at other people than it was to look at myself. 
Um, and, you know, they, they talk about, I was sure, I was sure I was going to be one of those who was incapable. Um, and my sponsor assured me that we all are the ones that think we are incapable, but we actually are quite capable. Um, but it is, it's a challenge for me every day to live in that rigorous honesty. It's so easy for me to just tell myself little tiny lies. Um, it's just small. It doesn't matter. Oh, it wasn't that bad. You, you know, you, you said you were sorry. So it's, it's all okay. I can, I can really minimize. And so living in that rigorous honesty does still take work um, every day. Uh, and I do have to be committed still to go to any lengths. I was reminded of that. Um, yeah, there's going to be days I don't want to do it. Well, you know what? Just do it anyways. We're not here to do stuff that's convenient and easy. Um, we're here to do stuff that we don't always want to do because our disease tells us that it would be easier, softer, gentler another way. Um, but I have to do it anyways. I have to be willing to go to any Gentle time. Thank you, Sarah. Um, and yeah, with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Vine. And Carla, you're up. Thanks so much. Oh, Sue. Thank you so much for your service and always being so generous um, anytime you're asked. And I loved immediately when you said the big book is your instruction manual. I want y'all to know when I crawled in here, I, I had no idea what I was coming to. I'd never heard of OA 12 steps or any of the other I call recoveries that is spoken here. And so I, I didn't know what people were talking about. But I found a sponsor who literally sat across the table with me with so much joy telling me that she used to do what I was doing and that she didn't do it anymore. And she was full of so much freedom. And so I got the nerve that afternoon. I didn't think she would sponsor me. She was half my age and just full of so much life. But she said yes immediately. In fact, texted me back and said, I was going to call you. Um, and so the first thing she told me was read the first 164 pages, write down every must and every have to, and then call me. And what I found out with that is there's lots of must in the big book. And those were, if you want the recovery that the first hundred got, this is what they did to do it. So I had all kinds of spoilers about what was ahead, uh, even though I didn't understand most of it. But um, one of the things I, I, I came to, to understand is that I didn't know what I didn't know. I got here thinking I already knew everything. <laughs> and so I scoffed at so many things I heard in the beginning because they didn't make sense to me. I didn't have any words that would correlate to that. I didn't know what a sponsor was. I didn't know what the steps were. I didn't know what accountability meant. I didn't know what abstinent meant. I mean, I was just off the boat kind of thing. So, um, but I want to share in this, the promises of the third step. Y'all, we think of the nine step and 10 step promises and what happens to us at, at step 12. But the third step gives us so many promises. And so as, as it tells us to, we have to stop playing God. I, I didn't, I just dismissed that every time I heard it until two weeks ago, <laughs> because I thought, oh, I don't do that. And in my morning practice that came to me and, and my higher power was just going, really, really? You don't do that. And so all this awareness came to me, but it says when we sincerely took such a position, when I quit playing God, all sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer being all powerful 
He provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs, and I always think of that as being my scheming and manipulating. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power, thank you. I'm just going to finish this real quick. As we felt new power, um, I'm sorry, I lost my place now, Um, flow in as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. We were reborn, and we now are at step three. Thank you all so much for letting me share. Thank you, everyone doing service and everyone that's here. Thanks so much. Thank you, Carla. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. With the Zoom host, please stop the recording.